word anthem in English is defined by the Oxford English Dictionary as a rousing or uplifting song identified with a particular group, body or cause. So we use the word to describe any song that binds us together. We have rock anthems. And folk anthems. This land is your land, this land is my land. From California to New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. And of course, national anthems. But the word also has a secondary definition, a choral composition based on a biblical passage for singing by a choir in a church service. In other words, a hymn. In virtually every European language from Albanian to Ukrainian, the word anthem translates directly as hymn. Try it out on Google Translate. And many countries call their anthems national hymns. The religious connection is clear. When it comes to anthems, God, it seems, loves lots of countries. Welcome to episode 8 of this series on national anthems, the worst songs in the world. My name is David Pate. I'm a broadcaster, writer and journalist in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I have listened to the anthems of all 218 countries recognized by the United Nations, the Olympics and FIFA. 60% of them have religious references. Sometimes it's upfront and obvious.
Other anthems are more subtle, like Sierra Leone's, which doesn't mention God directly, but he, or she, is definitely loitering in the background. And then there are the anthems which don't seem to mention God now, but feature the deity in verses that are rarely sung today, like the Star Spangled Banner, verse 4. God has proved to be remarkably resilient in the anthem world, while largely disappearing from public life in most Western nations. The most recent census numbers from England and Wales show that less than half the population claims to be Christian. More than 37% reported no religion. And even those who identify with Christianity aren't exactly devoted followers. The number of English churchgoers on any given Sunday is less than 5% of the population. You'd think God would be worried about those numbers. It's like those miserable psalms, they're so depressing. Now knock it off! But no one seems to be very upset about God featuring in so many anthems. Even if they all seem to be asking God to do the same thing. Love our country more than anyone else's. We just don't have time to go through all the religious anthems. The majority of them are Christian, but of course other nations with different religions have their own gods to praise, like Saudi Arabia. It's easy to feel morally superior to countries that are run by religion. But we need to remember that most Western countries weren't that different just a few decades ago. Yes, Iran has a state religion, but so does England. The king is the head of the Church of England and the monarch is required to be a Christian. O oh God, the crown of the faithful, bless we beseech thee this crown and so sanctify thy servant Elizabeth, upon whose head this day thou dost place it for a sign of royal majesty. Other European nations still have close ties between state and religions, like the Nordic countries. Argentina's constitution states the government supports the Roman Catholic Church, and it's only in the past generation that Ireland has ended the overwhelming influence of the Catholic Church there. But while God is being pushed aside in many aspects of public life, he or she remains embedded in our anthems. Even if you don't believe, where's the harm in calling for a little divine assistance, just in case?
That all depends on your perspective. In Western nations, God is definitely a Christian. So if you don't celebrate Christianity or any religion, then it's hard to accept that your country's anthem really speaks to you. Serbia's anthem features a Christian Orthodox God. That's hardly surprising because more than 40% of Serbians belong, at least nominally, to that faith. The church is closely tied to the idea of being Serbian, a legacy of the bitter civil wars that followed the breakup of Yugoslavia. But if you're a member of a minority faith, like Islam, then the close ties between church, nationalism and the anthem can leave people feeling like they are second-class citizens. An anthem that calls on a Christian God to protect Serbian lands and the Serbian race doesn't play well in a community that remembers the horrors of ethnic cleansing. It's easy to impose an anthem on a few people if it's supported by the vast majority of others. But when a country is more evenly divided along religious lines, then picking one god over another is a problem. Bosnia and Herzegovina is one of the rare countries that manages without any lyrics. That's because it's never managed to agree on words that everyone could sing. And words that featured God would definitely be a problem. Half the country identifies as Muslim. Most of the rest are either Orthodox or Catholic Christians. The scars of the Civil War of the 1990s are still very visible. The anthem, even without words, isn't terribly popular because it doesn't speak to the different ethnic factions in the country. And the most recent attempt to provide some kind of unity through lyrics failed to win support in the country's parliament. God was left out in favour of an appeal to unity with a rousing call to go into the future together. It was presumably opposed by people who don't actually want to share that future with all of their fellow citizens. The close ties between state and religion are shown in the hymn books of various Christian denominations. As I've noted, calling your national anthem a hymn is a bit of a giveaway that it has big religious roots, unless you're Switzerland, which decided to call its anthem a psalm instead which is actually the same thing. 
You can often find the national hymn listed in the hymnals of major Christian denominations. Some anthem tunes serve both masters, like God Save the King, which appears in US hymnals as My Country Tis of Thee, and Handel's famous German anthem is also a famous hymn. Glorious things of thee are spoken, Zion, city of our God. He that may not seem like a big deal in traditionally Christian Western countries, but remember, the whole idea of anthems originated in Europe and was spread around the world along with European empires. So the songs that nations adopted after colonization ended tend to follow the pattern of European anthems. In other words, they mostly sound like European hymns. That's the anthem of Ghana. The song could play almost anywhere. There's nothing that roots it in Ghana's musical traditions which sound more like this. So why have so few countries decided to make their national anthems relevant to their own nations? You heard this song earlier. Make her praises heard afar. God defend you But New Zealand has a much more famous musical tradition, one made famous by the All Blacks rugby team. So why not compose a new haka and use that as your national anthem? Dump the Victorian era hymn and use something unique to your land. If anthems are supposed to speak to all the people in a nation, then it's time to adopt words and music that move beyond the legacy of colonialism and Christianity. If God and religion are supposed to be about peace, love and understanding, then maybe national songs that invoke the deity should remember those details. And God, if there is a God, presumably loves all people and all nations equally. Just because we stick his name in a song doesn't mean that he's on our side. Hey, mighty fortresses are God. A bulwark never failing, our helper he amid the flood of mortal hills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe, 
His craft and power are great, and armed with crucifixion.